If you have a Bible with you, or if you're online, you can get the Bible app, or on the side, on the website, there's a little application to get your Bible out. Our second reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verses 1 through 11. Listen now to the word of the Lord. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them and know the truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'd like to start off by saying, if you were at all confused at listening to this scripture, understanding exactly what Jesus was saying, welcome to the club. This is definitely a difficult scripture to be preaching in general, but let alone the Sunday after exam week. So thank you, Dad, for giving me this passage, the Sunday after exam week, to preach to you. The gospel reading for today actually goes back in time through this Easter season. We've been reading passages uh, after his death and resurrection, the final instructions that he has been giving his disciples. This gospel reading takes place before Jesus' death and resurrection. John chapters 13 through 17 are known as the farewell discourse. Jesus makes his final goodbyes before he enters his passion. He promises to send his Holy Spirit to the disciples, and he prays. John 17 specifically is known as the high priestly prayer. In it, Jesus prays for himself, for his disciples, and then for the people who would later become the church. Our reading for today is only the first part of the high priestly prayer, so I encourage all of you to go read all of chapter 17 in John to get the full message. 
This morning, however, I want to bring your attention to the very last verse, verse 11. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. The question is, what does this verse tell us about God and about God's people? First, God the Father and Jesus are one. Jesus is the second person of the Trinity in unity with the Father and the Spirit, one God in three persons. Jesus and God are in relationship with one purpose, one goal. When we see and know Jesus, we see and know God. God in God's fullness transcends our capabilities of knowledge. He is beyond the world so that our limited human capacities cannot even get close to understanding who God is. So, to be in relationship with us, God sent Jesus, God incarnate, so that we may fully know who God is. Jesus and the Father are one. Jesus desires this kind of unity for his own followers, so Jesus prays that they may be one, as he and the Father are one. 2,000 years later, as we know, Jesus' followers are not living in the unity that he prayed for. As you know, there are many denominations all over this world. There are many conflicts between churches, Catholic or Protestant, Orthodox, Baptist. We are not one in the sense that we might think. We have allowed ourselves to be divided over politics, worship styles, priorities, ethnic background, skin color, sexual orientation. We have even allowed ourselves to be divided over what our church buildings look like. The list goes on and on. We divide ourselves over surface-level issues, the superficial differences. We do not live out. May you be one as the Father and I are one. So what does it mean to be one as Jesus prays? First of all, it means that we seek to abide in God. We abide in God when we study scripture, pray and worship, even through a live stream. We also abide in God through participation in the sacraments, once in our baptism and often in the Lord's Supper. To be one as Jesus and the Father are one, we must seek to abide in God. Second, to be one, we must be in relationship with one another. Jesus and the Father are eternally in relationship with one another as persons of the Trinity. And though we are finite and cannot eternally be in unity, God commands us to be in relationship with one another. Jesus commanded that we love one another. 
love our enemies, and pray for those who persecute us. To be in relationship with one another, we must put aside our superficial differences and come together in the unity of the body of Christ. We must be willing to have compassion for and suffer alongside one another in faith and in hope. And this is especially true in this time when it seems that amongst our already existing divisions, We are separated from one another through the live streams because we must keep each other safe. We must be in relationship to one another even through this separation, even through this socially distancing. There are many, as you know, around the world who are suffering because of this pandemic, but are also suffering because of war and famine, because of xenophobia and racism. These things already existed before this pandemic. This pandemic has simply enraged these these evils, these factors that have already existed. And so, we must remember that we are one in Jesus Christ. We are redeemed by his sacrifice on the cross, and we are brought to new life. We are the body of Christ, and in that, we must put aside those things which would divide us that are man-made. All of those surface-level things, skin color, race, ethnicity, homophobia, all of those things that have nothing to do with who God created us to be in Christ. We must put those aside to be in relationship with one another, to have compassion for one another, especially in this time. Many complain that they can't get haircuts. Many wish to open up the churches so that we can come together. But the question is, are we really thinking about each other when we say that, or are we only thinking about our own wants? The call of Jesus Christ, especially in this prayer, is that we may be united, putting others before ourselves, abiding together as one, but also abiding in God. These two things go hand in hand. We cannot abide on our own. This is the call of Jesus Christ. So I pray in this time of social distancing and worship live stream. Let us work together to overcome our differences, to foster compassion and empathy, and set aside superficial judgments so that we may abide together in union with Christ. To God be all glory and honor forever and ever. Amen.